1: Tribune Audio Network. And now,
2: The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to Your Score podcast, Illinois edition week two of the high school football season. We are down a player. We're down a guy today. Greg Armstrong, did you guys tell him about this? No, I didn't tell him about it. Did
0: you not tell him about it? Uh, I think he's uh, trying to be a Mike Ditka for the uh, Flag Football League. He's coaching his kid in football, <laughs> so we'll give him the pass this week. But as
2: always, we do have Corey Cuffler and Brian Stocking alongside Matt Randazzo talking high school football on a Wednesday night a little later in the week than we normally like to do this Labor Day and a busy week around the WQAD newsroom making it so that we're podcasting on a Wednesday, talking about a big Friday night of football. As we look ahead, we'll look back a little bit as well. We did our Score Insta podcast, kind of talking about the instant reaction from the games on Friday night. So we'll try to turn the page. But I guess when you're talking about the Western Big Six and their teams this year, a lot we'll be looking at. It will be the newness and the two new teams. And we'll start there with the – the uh, they didn't play conference games, but both Sterling and Geneseo getting off – on good to good starts and getting victories in week one of the high school football season, now as members of the Western
0: Big Six. I was stunned with Sterling's ability, with the way Sterling distributed the ball in the backfield. Four guys over 60 yards rushing. Cooper Willman was the man who started it with 95 yards rushing, a touchdown. Also, threw for over 120 yards and a touchdown pass. They have four guys over 60 yards. That is very good for Sterling because it builds depth and also. It's going to have those other teams guessing later in the season who's going to get the ball because I'm sure all four running backs have different uh, styles of running.
1: We knew they were big. We knew they had players to fill voids. We didn't know who they were, but I talked to uh, Jason Foy uh, on Saturday. His crew did the Allman Assumption game, and they were up there Friday night doing the Sterling game, and he said that may be the best Sterling team he's ever seen. Wow. And that's saying a lot knowing what they've done the past two years. Absolutely. Because they, he said, they're so diverse that they have um, guys, Wilman, he said, may be the best quarterback they've had. And again, having Trey Morris and uh, Sterling Thornton. Sterling, Sterling Thornton, Thornton uh, yeah. The last couple of years, I mean, that's saying something as well. So this team, when Coach said at the beginning of the year, he's like, we got some guys, we got some dudes, you just don't know who they are yet. We know now.
2: Coach Slimmer lied to us, and we, we we gave him Tootsie Pops and everything. He said that they wasn't sure <laughs> if they were going to have
0: enough speed and athleticism. It looks like they they look pretty pretty.
2: They're, they're going to be okay.
0: They're going to be okay, as defense. he would say. They're
1: gonna, we're going to be
0: okay. Their linebacking core is maybe the best, one of the best in the area, uh, with the with their ability to uh, shut down the other team, and they shut down morango pretty well.
2: With that being said, morango is probably a pretty good football team. I don't know if Pekin's very good at all. And now that's the next test. Pekin's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a long Friday night for and, Um Sterling continues to roll right along, and, and John Slummer's done a fantastic job up there. I can't see Pekin. I can't see this being a game after the first quarter, first half. No, I,
0: I, Sterling is 27-1 and one in their last 28 regular season games, and I think they're closing in. 20 of them have been uh, mercy-rolled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, the, the run that they are on in the regular season the last four years is quite impressive and along
2: with that then we'll look at the other new team in the Western Big six and Geneseo waited till Saturday but they they got the job done at home 31 to 16 I believe yes over Chicago Noble and um, a good start for a team that that was really I guess I think more than anything they were excited to get on the football field again and I think Larry Johnson just kind of wanted to see what he had he knew he had a, some good depth I knew he, he knew he had some younger players but until they, they turn the lights on, I know it wasn't an i game because of 5 o'clock start, but until they get on the field and, and do it for real for the first time, you just never know. And I think there's some things that Coach Johnson liked that they're going to build on. And I think there's some things that probably frustrated him a little bit that they're going to have to tweak and, and, and fix a little bit before Western makes six play starts. But bottom line is Geneseo got the job done on the road or at home, and they're 1 0 in the season.
1: The I, thing, I think oh. it was kind of a mixed bag of things for uh, Geneseo as you look at them because. One, was it because it was Saturday and it's week one and you just don't know what you're getting? Two, it was raining a little bit, so the field wasn't great even though it was turf. It was a little bit slippery. Um, And three, Chicago Noble may have brought something that Geneseo had never seen before. They had a little bit more athleticism maybe than Geneseo thought. I don't know for sure. Um, But it was a game where there was a lot of turnovers. It just wasn't clean football. And maybe that's because it was week one. Again, Geneseo did enough to get the win. And you see how you build off that. You you take the positives out of the game. You you get a win. You get to ring your victory bell, as they always do out there, and and move forward and see how you get better in Week 2, which I'm sure Coach Johnson will have his team better in Week 2.
0: What he liked, the defense forcing six turnovers, four of them by fumble, two by interception. What he didn't like, Geneseo turned the ball over five times and lost all four fumbles. That's not Geneseo football fumbling the ball. Jacob McConnell, two touchdown passes, uh... Very solid debut for him. Uh, I think Geneseo, uh, they won the game, and that's all that matters in week one. Sometimes it's just get the win. and then Just win, s- baby. Yep. And they hope to just win,
2: baby, once again. They play <laughs> Chicago Lakeview coming up this week, another home game. And it's a Friday night game, so things back to normal out in Geneseo, out in Green Machine Country. They get a Friday night game against Chicago Lakeview. Of course, full highlights of that one coming up on the score. Elsewhere in the Western Big Six, Moline impressive once again. They get a victory at home boy, against Alton. It was, it was slipping my mind. So they now move on. They go on the road against a very good Lyle Bennett team. Moline will be tested in week two of the high school football season. They've played Lyle Bennett. They've played good teams early in the season. And Mike Morrissey wants to do this kind of thing so that they can continue to get better and get ready for what the postseason is going to be like for them. This is a good environment. A good, It's got that feel of a playoff game, a second-round or third-round playoff game, going on the road to a very good Lyle Bennett team.
1: Yeah, they—they they it was their only regular season loss last year was this game at home. I believe it was like 28-14 mm-hmm. or something like yep. that. I think it was. Um, I, if I rem- if I heard correctly today at their practice, uh, they were saying that they have never beaten a Chicago Academy school ever in Moline history. So I don't know if it's been in a public school, or uh, I mean a private, private school. I don't think so. I think yeah. it's a private school. I don't think Moline's ever gone up to Chicago and beat a Chicago private school. So this would be a big game, a big win for them. Moline does bounce up. I believe they're eighth now in the rankings after beating Sterling. And I, I kind of joked with Coach Morrissey about after that. beating Alton. I'm sorry, you said after beating Sterling. Yeah, I'm that's, sorry. After that's, be, not, that's, that's week seven. Sorry, week yeah. seven after beating Alton. Yes, and uh, I, I kind of joked with Coach Morrissey. I was like, "Oh, so you guys are up to eighth in the polls?" He's like, "That's great. That what does that do for me in in, in November?" You know. So he, they're they're not focused on that at all. They're really focused on task at hand. And this is a very diverse offense. One thing that. I was very impressed with is how Zidane Sterling can throw the ball. He's got some good wide receivers and Nate Johnson and Jacob Policy can go get it. And then once they opened up the the, the playbook with the with the throwing, they quickly went to their uh, Two running backs in Abubakar Barry and Caden Dreyfus, who I believe between the two of them had almost uh, 400 yards of, well, uh, of rushing.
0: Bar- uh, Barry had 178 yards rushing, three touchdowns. And
1: Dreyfus had 212 yards. Yeah, along. So- he didn't. I don't think he scored. but uh, And then overshadowed is how well their defense played. I mean, they did give up some big plays to Alton, who uh, had some speed. They're probably maybe one of the faster teams that they might see all year. Um, but yeah, it was, it was overall a, a pretty good performance from Moline in week one.
0: Moline's pass defense, though, needs to uh, stop, uh, needs to get some work um, because Andrew Jones, the Alton quarterback, threw for 262 yards and a touchdown. They cannot have that if they want to be a little better. But, but, but so how much of that,
2: that is
1: late? Well, but, well how much no, is that? And actually, not a lot of it. But, but, okay. here, but here's the thing if you'd watched the game, he wasn't your typical drop back and just throw it passer. He was. I'm going to roll out, I'm going to buy some time, I'm going to roll back the other way, and then by that time somebody's open downfield and he just slings it downfield. That was their offense. I mean, it's going to work at, in some games and it worked at times against Moline, but when you when you have a quarterback that can run around for about five or six seconds, somebody's going to be open downfield, yeah, yeah. and that's that's what it was. Well, here's the
0: good thing for Moline. If they need a kicker, Corey Kuffler I think uh, can uh, kick for it. I have no eligibility I left. saw that kick that you had today at practice.
1: No eligibility Right left. down
0: the middle. Right down
2: the. 50 would have been good, maybe 60. <laughs> you guys are too nice. Maybe 60. Um, elsewhere in the Western Big Six, um, an impressive, and I'll I'll focus on the positive. An impressive week one for for Rock Island. I mean, they fall down 17 nothing early on. They come back and outscore um, Bradley Bourbonet, I believe, 35 to three in a period of time. Build a 35-20 lead, and unfortunately see it slip away in the in this in the fourth quarter. They lose by one thirty six to 35 in a game that I think it didn't like midnight. But um, plenty, <laughs> I think to, it was, yeah. plenty <laughs> to build on on that game. Um, first off, getting down 17 nothing and then having the wherewithal to come back and, and take a big lead. So a lot to be happy about. Obviously the start is something that will frustrate Ben Hammer. He wants his teams to be better at the, the beginning of the game and, and, and not dig themselves that big of a hole, especially at home. And then obviously they need to learn how to finish and they need to get that do- get job done at the end of the game. But, I mean, uh, two very good football teams – it's, it'll be funny and interesting to see how Rock Island can respond to this. And I know Coach Hammer wants his boys, I mean, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And obviously a very frustrating loss. Two team, Teams can take it two different ways. They can either get down on themselves or they can fight back, battle, and get better. Um, I believe they'll do the second. I believe they'll get better in battle. Really good football program coming to town on Friday night. Metamore comes to Rock Island Stadium. Another big test for Rock Island. We'll see if they can start better, finish better, the middle game, that middle part of the game was impressive. 35-3 to three at one point, Ron that was really, really impressive.
0: It's going to be a desperate football team because if they lose this, they play Moli in the week after, they cannot go 0-3 and make the playoffs. Um, Why not? For, It's going to be very difficult. The road's going to be uh, – the road. it's it not mathematically it, it, possible, but, it but, 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 but the but road's going to be very but difficult. But stop how difficult. We do this, but we do
2: this every year. I guarantee you you said the same thing last year about Rock Island making the playoffs and saying that they can't go down, they can't lose this game, they can't lose that game, and they end up making the playoffs. It's week two of the high school football this season. This is a desperate no, team. More, no more desperate teams, no more must-win games in week two of the high school football season. Uh, there are, and they're No, right. they're not. They're, yes. they're, they're, they're simply not. If they lose this game and then they win seventh straight, then
0: they get a home game in the playoffs. But, they've, but that's going to be very difficult, especially after starting 0-2. For Rock Island, they've got a couple of things that Ben Hammer is probably not very pleased about in that first game. They punted the ball seven times and nineteen penalties for 194 penalty yards. Yeah. Several of those penalties aided yeah uh, the bo- Boilermaker touchdown drives. They can't have that. If they I want don't, to beat Ben Hammer.
1: Was that bad officiating or was that just there was actual penalties? Well, I don't, I don't
0: know. I, that's but nineteen. I mean, that's still out there. That's that's on the that's on the stat sheet. Nineteen.
2: For I understand, I I think either way you look at it, nineteen is a ridiculous amount of penalties. I don't think that. I mean, if you need to literally call absolutely everything in order to be nineteen penalties, I hate. I hate talking about. I get it. It's frustrating for Rock Island fans, and I don't think fans on each side because there was a lot of penalties in the game in general. I think the freshman game there was a ton of penalties in that game, which made that game so late.
0: Yeah, was that? Ice was delivered to the referee to the locker room at halftime for the for the elbows of the referees. Yeah. So I
2: mean, I mean, that's a frustrating thing. One thing that that bugs me, I'm sure if there was problems with refereeing and officiating, Ben Hammer and his staff know how to handle it the correct way with the IHSA, uh, dealing with game reports and all that kind of stuff. The, the, The thing you can't do anymore and you see too much is people going on social media and complaining about officials and referees. It doesn't do any. The reason Sherd plays two Saturday games this year because there's the reason a lack why of referees. because there's a lack of referees. So, and, and I get it. They're not they're, they're they're not perfect. They're human beings. They're frustrating. And, and in the in the heat of the battle, you get frustrated. and You want to go in and bash. And, and I understand that. I get it. I've been a fan. I've been I've been upset by referees more than you possibly understand. But with that said, in high school football and in high school sports in general, there's a shortage of it. And if these teams want to play on Saturday night mornings because there's not enough referees and all that kind of stuff, that's what it's going towards if we don't just just relax about it. There's, there's correct ways to do things. There's frustrations. You can boo at the games. You can go ahead, and, and, and the, the officials and the coaches know exactly what they need to do after the game. Just play off of social media I a, a little bit. I was just
0: bashing the referees. No no no, 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 no. I'm not you, saying not you, you.
2: And I'm not talking saying you. And on social media, there's just and I, I saw. I'm not calling any. I can name fifteen. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying just just this Rock Island fan base. It happens too much in high school sports in general. A good friend of mine is down umlin and and, and and they take what they do very seriously and most of the referees in this area are good. They're human beings they are going to yeah. make mistakes. Obviously, that's different than what happened on Friday. Obviously, Friday was a, there was a lot of penalties. I, I've heard it was bad all over the place, and I'm not, I'm not arguing that by any stretch of the imagination. That's something that's frustrating for Rock Island. Rock Island didn't commit 19 penalties. Like, I mean, that's hard to imagine that a that team committed 19 penalties, so I know there's frustration and, and all that kind of stuff. I know that they need to worry about that, flush it, forget about it for next last week because this week they got a brand new
0: opponent coming into town. Metamore is a really, really good Metamore football team. is a traditional power. And Rocky, the last time Rock Island started off 0-2 with both games at home and lost was 1992. That's the only time in the history of the Western Big Six that Rocky start off 0-2 with both of those two games at home. We'll
2: talk about if they go into next week, but let's right now focus on the fact they still have a game to play. And and honestly, there's a lot of good things that Devin Rock Island Swift. did. The, and both quarterbacks played. Devin Swift played well. Eli Reese played well. And we kinda talked earlier in this in the in the in the preseason that Rock Island sometimes you have that cliche that if you have two quarterbacks, you don't really have one. That's not the case of Rock Island. have two really good young quarterbacks that are going to play a lot of football for this team,
0: um, athletes everywhere on the field. Four um, touchdown passes by Devin Swift in almost 200 yards, 185.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's so many positives to to build off of if you're, if you're Ben Hammer and the Rock Island Rocks. They need to focus on doing that. I'm sure they're doing that this week. I think you're going to get an upset football team, and you're going to get a fired-up football team at Rocky Stadium. Great atmosphere last week at Rock Island Stadium. A lot of people there to watch. Jason Randall back in attendance last week to watch a high school football game the first time in a while. No, he didn't have his chest painted. No, I was Actually, wondering. I, I, I was I, wondering. I asked him today, and he did not. So, uh, a, a big matchup, and we'll see if Rock Island can get a statement victory. And when they take on Metamora coming up this Friday night at Rock Island Stadium. Elsewhere in the Western Big Six, um, Alleman really struggled last week on uh, on Saturday. They played at Assumption. They lose that game forty-two nothing, fifteen nothing in half. It wasn't a, a blowout at half by any stretch of the imagination, but. Too many penalties, too many turnovers for allman as Four well. Four turnovers, and, 102 and, and yards. Five turnovers. Five turnovers, I'm yeah. sorry. You can't make those type of mistakes and and beat a good football team in Assumption. And if you're playing a really good football team like Assumption, you're going to get blown out of the out of, out of the stadium. So uh, a frustrating loss for Alleman. I, I, I talked to people over there as well. Um, humbling in a way, but also they're going to go back to work and, and now they go on the road for their first of two trips to Quincy to take on a, a Notre Dame team that's better, I believe, than last year. A, a, a game with Alleman, though, they can go down there, if they can right the sh- ship and, and play a little bit better, we can see if they... They, they have to play better. It Nothing to do with... To give credit to Assumption, and, and they they did a lot of good things, but can't. No team can turn the ball over five times and, and no, win a not, football not game. Football. They and not to, with they 102 need, yards of
0: offense only. They also. need to worry
2: about themselves and getting better week by week and see if they can do that coming up with a trip. Five zero against
0: Notre Dame all the time. Yeah. So that that's good for Auburn's, uh psyche that they're never mm-hmm. lost to, uh, to Notre Dame. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. A, a long trip down to Quincy. Yeah.
2: We'll see if Alman can battle back and and get maybe a victory before they start. I mean, they we've talked about their stretch this season, a tough opening stretch for Alman as well. We'll see if they can get the job done on the road. They go down to Quincy Notre Dame. Highlights of that one, as always, coming up on the score Friday night, ten thirty on WQAD. Galesburg, I think, more impressed than than. than I mean, after a, a one win season last year, to welcome a Dunlap team that's a pretty good football team into town and and be in a game and be tied at seven in the second half. Half, just lose twenty-one to seven. I think a lot of positives to build from for for uh, Galesburg.
1: No, no, no. Teams ever and coaches in for uh, moral victories, but obviously that's kind of what you got a little bit in in, in at least Very game almost effort. three quarters of football to be seven-seven with a with the Dunlap team that is notoriously pretty good. Um, it was it was nice to see Galesburg have a little bit of fight. Uh, they was I think it was a 48 yard touchdown pass yep. is, is what they had on their on their Alexander run. Esposino we'll caught it from Connor Atten. From Connor Ayton, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a very good baseball player he is, too. So uh, Galesburg has another test. Uh, it's a long drive to drive down to Centralia from Galesburg. I'm going to guess it's at least five hours because I think from here – Uh, Up in the Quad Cities, it's almost five and a half, almost six. it's a Saturday afternoon
0: special. To get to Centralia.
1: So they will probably leave on Friday is what I'm guessing and head down there. But, yeah, a road game that if they can get a win would be a big win if if they could get it done. Centralia was a winner over Salem Salem, 21-13 in week one.
0: And Galesburg only had 18 yards of rushing uh, against Dunlap, so they've got to do a little bit better with rushing the football. You know, and you talk about Galesburg had a game effort. What about United Township? Very game effort at, at Bray Street Stadium against Davenport West. Led West with a
1: buck 45 to go, and West scored a touchdown to win that one. And, and you got to like what Nick Welch has done with the guys. I mean, yeah, so you, you come away short in week one, but that's progress from where this team was at just last year when they got beat 21 0 in, in week one at home to Davenport West. So, as you mentioned, it was a it's never a good loss, but it, it's its a way to learn. And I was watching some of their practice video. Um, they showed some stuff on Twitter. It showed some guys getting after it and uh, saying that, hey, you know what? We take it to heart that we lost in week one, and they're going to get better. They're going to go play an East Peoria team who got beat by Streeter 21-14. So, again, this, this is a game that you could go down there and win. I'm sorry, you're going at, – at, at, yeah, you're going down yeah, there that, to East Peoria and try to get away. Try to come away with the win and start your season one one at this point.
0: And as of late, games between UT and East Peoria have been uh, nail biters. UT, the last time they won down at East Peoria was 1953. So there's some unfinished business for How the. How many times have they played in that span? Um, there. But UT actually leads the series four and two since 1950.
1: Okay. Can I just mention? A, I'm just.
2: A, 'Cause like that's a long time ago, but they don't play every
1: year. Well, no, and can I just mention, I know we're not gonna really t- talk about Quincy, but Adonis Kreider? Wow. I didn't even see what he did. Seventy-four-nothing <laughs> over
0: North Lawndale. <laughs> Most was, points he ever by Quincy. He was
1: team. pretty impressive. Everybody talked about who's gonna fill in for Jarrell Brock. We knew we had they had this guy named Kreider. He's he's pretty good himself. He wow. had three rushing
0: touchdowns. Lucas Reese, though. 139 yards passing. Into the microford stockpile. Lucas Reese, 139 yards passing, four touchdowns. Kreider only touched the ball like five times and ran for 11 yards, but he had three touchdowns. Unbelievable. Yeah.
2: So switching gears from the Western Big Six and their schools to the Three Rivers, I think the the headline coming out of the Three Rivers from Week One was the crazy comeback from Rock Ridge. In fact, I had a few people kind of message me, would give me a hard time because they watched the highlights. And it was all Sherard, and I said, "Well, we were there for a quarter and a half. Oh yeah, stayed the whole game. Like, I mean, give us next time. Let us know if you're going to wait till the second half, so we can get know, there for the second. Get
0: for a phone, highlights. get a phone out and hook us
1: up. And here's the thing: Sherard looked really good in the quarter and a half that I was there. They took the opening drive, went down the field, and scored. They held Rockridge to a 3-and-out, I believe it was. They got a 61-yard touchdown pass early in the second quarter. And next thing you know, they're up 12 nothing. I had to get on to my second game. They looked really good at that point.
2: Ah, that shooter was Corey. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was me.
1: That's fine. I'll, I'll own up to it. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't do much while I was there. Rockridge didn't. But they made some adjustments at halftime. Coach Steve Dissler made a really nice adjustment. Uh, Deem is his last. What's that? Braden Deem. Braden Deem comes in and... Is now considered the savior at Rock Ridge after uh, they were down 30 to 8 at halftime. Yeah. And they scored uh, 29. 29 unanswered points. I mean, congratulations to them. And if you're Sherrod on the other on the other side, man, what went wrong? Did you, did, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curi- well, and the- I'm just curious. I mean, did you think you're up 30 to 8? Are you, are you just playing to hold on? Do you think you can hold on? I mean, did you not put it, Put the uh, pedal to the... Mat. I don't know what happened. I was. I yeah. wasn't there, but... Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. But, I mean, congratulations to Rock Ridge. it yeah. a tough one for well, sure. A,
2: di- a different week for Rock Ridge because now they go from, you know, uh, in the middle of a blowout loss against their arch rival on the road to now being ranked 10th in the state. New lease on life. Boy, there's so many comparisons. And I don't think... The Riley-Federer comparisons as a player are fair because I think they're different players. I oh, think, absolutely, yeah. I think the game yeah. kid throws it a lot better. And, and 263 Riley, passing yards, yeah, Riley, two TDs. And Riley-Federer was one of the best quarterbacks we we're going to get a chance to cover in a while. So, I mean, you don't want to make that comparison right away. But the the interesting thing about it was when Riley-Federer played for the first time, they were down in halftime. I want to say it like Morrison or something like that. And they came back, or Bureau Valley, and they came all the way back and won that game with Riley Federer coming into the game and I, and leading the comeback. I think, I think
0: it was Bureau Valley. I think it was Bureau Valley. And
2: so that was the kind of the comparison between the two that kind of first popped into my mind. But hats off to Rock Ridge. Um, obviously, uh, you, you go with the Deem kid now. Uh, a great second half. Y-
0: 320 total yards. Four touchdowns against uh, Sherrard. Yeah, so
2: he did a great job. And now Rock Ridge welcomes Monmouth-Roseville to town. Monmouth-Roseville coming off a close home loss in oh, a really man. good football game to Orion. So really an interesting showdown. Might be one of the better, if not the best, game of the week on the Illinois side of the river. Monmouth-Roseville at Rock Ridge with a lot on the line because Rock Ridge can go to 2-0 in, 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 on the season, and, and Monmouth-Roseville doesn't want to start off zero and two.
0: No, and uh, just to put a bow on the Sherrard thing, um, they had 381 yards in the first half. And twenty four in the second half. That's so, not a bow. Well, bow is a nice thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, that's, that's a bow for the Rockers yeah, I don't defense. Think, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think we really take sure. a bow. Um, Cole Rusk, one hundred and thirty four yards receiving and a touchdown. He became uh, Brandon Dean's go to receiver. Um, and for Monmouth Roosevelt, Rashawn King had a great game. Ninety three receiving yards, two touch. It, it accounted for all three touchdowns. Ran for sixty four. Threw a touchdown pass. And they just came up short against Orient in a whale of a football game. So Monmouth-Roseville doesn't want to go to 0-2. They've got to get they got to go to Rockridge, and Rockridge has won five of the last six meetings in the
1: series. I got a feeling that's going to be one of those uh, high-scoring, shoot 'em out type of games where uh, whoever gets the ball last is going to win it.
2: And you, have, you see, Sherard now they go on the road, and and, and kind of we talked earlier about Rock Island and how they. They respond. How does Sherard respond? Because they let one get away, and, and, and there's a lot of frustration. And teams can take that two different ways. They can either have a letdown, or they can get fired up and go and get a big victory. And they now go on the road and play Morrison team that that Cuff you went and visited them in the postseason or in the preseason, and you knew that they were going to be. Pretty decent baseball. baseball you got the cardinal thing <laughs> up. football game and a uh, football team, and they go on the road and beat St. Bede forty-two to seven. Forty-one seven. Forty-one seven. So a tough task for sure. If they want to bounce back, they got to go on the road, and it looks like Morrison's a pretty good football team.
1: Yeah, Morrison is going to be a really good football team. They had a lot of guys back from last year's team. Um, they, uh, I'm trying to think of the running back. Uh, oh, I can uh, find that. Ryan. Is it Wilkerson, Nickerson? Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my see. head. But anyways, Riley Wilkins. Riley Wilkins. Uh, he actually had a pretty good game for them. But they, they were excited because they had guys back on the line, and that's where they said that was going to be their strength this year was the line. If they had any kind of running back that run behind that line, they're going to have, have a good year. They have good numbers. They have a, a quarterback that's back. So not surprising to see them get off to a 41-7 to first, first week one win.
0: In the two meetings that Sherard has had, with, in the two meetings that Sherard has had with Morrison, the Tigers have scored six points in each game. So Morrison's defense comes to play in that series, and they came to play against say, Bede. You look at Morrison; they win, they go two and zero. They haven't started uh, conference play yet. I mean, uh, divisional play yet. And you look at some of their games; they could get to five five wins and get to stay, get to the playoffs. Something that Morrison hasn't been to in a while, and that's a surprise because Morrison is a traditional playoff uh team we talked about monmouth roseville going to rock ridge the other end of that game
2: on friday night was was orion going on the road and and any doubters that worried about orion this year kind of were silenced real quickly going on the road and getting a victory at monmouth roseville i think it was two very similar teams that people wondered how good they would be after quarterfinal appearances and after losing some players i think what we came out of that game knowing is that both teams were just fine and Orion now ranked 7th in the state 5th in the state 7th i think
1: it's 7th 7th yeah.
2: in the state now um they now go home they get their home opener against Kiwani and and there was a good combination in, in stack you know exactly the, the combination it was the quarterback Ryan who, Jungworth Jungworth to, is to Schultz. Young, Kobe Young Schultz. Is Youngworth is Young- Young- Youngworth yeah Youngworth Jungworth
0: Jungworth threw for uh was in the, the microphone not uh, Jungworth Youngworth had 90% completions 9 of 10 for 107 yards, three touchdowns. Kobe Schultz caught all three for 90 yards. And here's the thing. Under Chip Feller at Oregon, they love starting 2-0. They've done four straight years in a row, 2-0 starts. And in the Filler era, they have started 2-0 6 Nice. The filler era. The filler era. Is that a, fill, is that, is that a filler up You're for tra- you? Is uh, tra- all you, I know is that uh, he try- does real good in the the first two games of, and and longer. And
2: Stackpile, are you just trying to kiss up to Coach Filler because you said they go on nine?
0: No, I never said they go 0-9. You said they <laughs> go 0-9, uh, that was Mr. No, zone. I said that you said. No, yeah, because yeah. so, you thought it first. I like, you I like how you oh, said
1: that Orion likes to go 2-0. I'm sure any team would love to go 2-0. I season. I'm just saying. Yeah, so uh, Orion now at home.
2: The best part about Orion football at home this year is that games start at 7 o'clock, no matter what. Now, I think this week, I think it's this week, they have a soccer game. Before the football game, oh, a little doubleheader. Yeah, I believe so. I know it's sometime this year,
0: and I believe it's this week. I don't know what? Orange Sherrard uh, soccer uh, won tonight over A Town. A Town now is a soccer team, and Orion Sherrard uh, soccer is born four and four on the season.
2: Yeah, so Orion with I believe it's sometime this year. They they do that double dip, dip with soccer and football. and I believe it's this mm-hmm. week, but. Correct me out there, world, if I'm wrong. I've been wrong before and I'll be told about it numerous you times. Never. I'm I'm <laughs> certain of it. Other games in the um, Three Rivers. Cuff, did you take my thing? There you are. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> I would, quite I would never yet. take it. <laughs> um, Fulton comes home. They play St. B and obviously Fulton struggled last <laughs> week. Um, on the road at Princeton now to see if they can get a home victory um, against the St. Bede team
0: who, who struggled last week. So you'd think Holt, Fulton can get healthy. Princeton jumped out to a 31-0 lead in that game. Yeah,
2: and that's what we're going to talk about next. The, the best game of the week is probably Princeton at Newman on Saturday. And um, to be the best, you got to beat the best. Newman ranked fifth in the state. Princeton made a statement last weekend It's going to be an interesting game on Saturday to see if this young, I don't want to say young, but this Princeton team can go in and and beat Newman on their own field and make a a big statement. Princeton ranked in 3A. They're ranked 7th in the state right now in 3A. So it's 5th in the state in 2A in Newman versus 7th in the state in 3A in Princeton.
0: Rondé Worrells ran for 144 yards last week and three touchdowns. Wyatt Davis caught two touchdown passes from Tyler Gibson. and had 142 yards receiving Princeton is for real. Newman last week, you, you're going, well, they only scored 20 points. Hall had several uh, defensive uh, drives. Uh, uh, several Stops. T- several defensive stops, yes, including a goal line stand that denied Newman points. Plus, there was a uh, sequence of the second quarter where Hall had a 17-play, seven first, dra- first down drive, and... Um, so that's gonna e- that eats up a lot of clock when you have a drive like that. So Newman's offense, you know, we thought maybe there might be a drop off with uh, Coach Poposi gone, and they were uh, they they did pretty well. Connor McBride had a uh, kick ret- offer return for a touchdown and a touchdown run. Um, Princeton has shut out Newman twice in their history at Newman, but the last two meetings at Newman have been 86. The last two meetings. Eighty-six nothing by Prince. Eighty-six uh, nothing by Newman, and Newman's won the last three means. So there's something's got to give this time. Well,
1: and I'm just curious to see how Newman matches up with the speed of Warrels. Obviously, he's a he's a physical back, but he's got some speed. If he can get to the edge, see how they handled that. Um, and you mentioned a drop off with with Newman without Poposi. I, I was never concerned about that. I, Coach Kretschmer has been there. I think seven years now. He's been running that defense uh, for the past uh, six or seven years. So uh, not surprising to see how well the Newman defense. Played against No, the I was saying Hall. the
0: defense. I was saying that there was a concern
1: that there might be an offensive oh, no, drop-off. The, he knew the wing tee works, and that's they, they know they know where their uh, bread is buttered, so yes. they, they will stick with the wing tee. Other games in the Three Rivers that we'll just touch on real quick and mention: Erie Proffittstown goes
2: to Riverdale, Riverdale with their home opener under Guy Derrick's this weekend on Friday night, and also Hall goes to Bureau Valley as well.
0: Uh, with Erie-Prophetstown at Riverdale. Big rivalry series. They used to, you know, Erie-Prophetstown-Riverdale P- always uh, scoring off. For Riverdale last week, they lost to Kiwani. Will Bruno th- 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 threw three touchdown passes. Riverdale, though, well, I was impressed with, they fought back. Down 7-6. They score, get the two-point conversion, go up 14-13. Then Kiwani uh, took the lead. Riverdale comes back down, scores another touchdown, gets another two to take a 22-21 lead, but he scored last and were able to hold the Rams out of the end zone. Riverdale, all three touchdowns were on the run, but Erie Profitstown looking for its first 2-0 start since 2008, I believe. I have it written down. I just got to find where I got it. Pick, yep. a, pick a binder. Two, pick, a, <laughs> pick a note card. <laughs> 2008 was the last time Erie Profitstown started off 2-0. They go to Riverdale. Hunter Olsen's going to be the key for Erie P-Town. He ran for – had 173 total yards, four t- total touchdowns, ran for 129. Whoever's run game is going to be the f- most – that is the most effective will be the team that will win. Why do I feel like we should, for, for Stockpile, we should do, well, like a Lee Corso
1: with him and let him make picks and put, put – uh, I'm sure <laughs> he would do it with everything. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's too bad that we can't show people the amount of uh, <laughs> binders and notebooks that <laughs> he brings like, We don't
2: We – I'm not exaggerating. It's <laughs> no. No. Like, like Kaert was here when he came in, and he's like, "Why does he get all those bags?" I'm like, that's that's just what he brings in every week. Yeah, I think that's what he does. Um, so that's the three rivers. It'll be a fun slate week two of the high school football se- uh, high school football season in that conference. Let's move to the Lincoln Trail. Um, I think the headliner in the Lincoln Trail is that um Weathersfield is as good as advertised. They go on the road. I think Atlanta West might be down a little bit, but they still take care of business, um, beat. Um, Alina West down there. What was the final on 50, that one? 52-22. 52-22. Yeah. Colton Quagliano, we've talked about him numerous times what on this podcast. God, he continues he to show game. that
1: he's one of the best quarterbacks and players in our area in the state. Before you talk about them, Stock, are you going to admit that Colton Quagliano had five touchdowns yes, in the first I, half? Even though on Friday we tried to tell you. That's and, right. and you, you only said you saw three. He had five touchdowns in the first half. Because you owe they, him an apology. I don't owe him an apology. Say all. it right Colton. now. Say Colton. No. He's sorry, Colton. I'll I, say it for him. I had...
0: The the piece, the people that sent the that got stuff from only had him for three. They didn't tell me he had two okay, more. I well, won't
1: just that's just who but who'd they send it to. Just who sent to you that? Uh, he found it on Twitter. I He's telling Twitter. He, yeah. yeah, he didn't get well, sent the
0: information. Yeah, that, the, whoever sent it to, uh, via Twitter uh, m- misfired. But no, they yeah, had it right know. at yeah. that
1: time. He had three, but he did have five
0: hundred and sixty-three passing yards. Are you sure? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I'm sure. All right, just checking.
0: <laughs> Twelve of fifteen passing, five touchdowns, and uh, his favorite. Look up was when you're talking. I will. I'm trying to get the right stats because you uh, braided hey, watch me. watch this. Take your take. Take the microphone. And just push it down. Julian Samuels had 144 receiving yards, two touchdowns, but Quagliano, tremendous game, and they were up like something like 41-6 at halftime, or 38-6, and it was a, a, a tour de force, Ooh. and they played. They play Farmington this week. Is it a Tour de
1: France? It is.
0: No, there's uh, there's, there's also a Tour de Force. Tour de Force. Yes. They play Farmington this week. Farmington uh, had a win over Stark County, but it was only twenty eight to seven. I think uh, Anwan Weathersfield could start off two and zero under new coach Logan Wilkes yeah, and. Yeah quite glad on his great arm
1: and congrats to coach will uh first uh coach to get a win at that school or that program with the co-op of annawana weathersfield since uh brandon johnson took over he was the only coach until just the second person so he's uh, he's the second one and the first one to get a second win there so congratulations to him on the uh first win of his career as a head coach other games in the Lincoln Trail, you have Elmwood
2: Brimfield going to Mercer County. Mercer County, their home opener, Elmwood, Br- Elmwood Brimfield won last week. I
0: believe they beat Mid County, correct? Yes. they 38 to 24. 36 or to 24, but it was 24 to 8 Mid County in the second quarter before the uh, Trojans rallied. Uh, Mercer County, though, lost at Knoxville 22 to 6. I do not believe Mercer County's ever started off a season 0 and 2. They might have once.
1: Do you know when that year was? Mercer, Co- Mercer County has never started 0 and 2. I don't think he I think said I later.
0: don't. I said I'm not sure. <laughs> I said I don't think they have, but they might have.
1: This is a, an intriguing game, though. To come home and you're playing a a traditionally good. I believe they're a 3A school. Uh, in Elmwood-Brimfield, so just to see how they how they bounce back, they knew they had they know that they have uh, some pieces and some places to fill, uh, especially with their Sean King gone, uh, Trey Essig is back, and a few other guys. But yeah, interesting to see how it all pans out for uh, Mercer County in week two against a, at home against a very good team in Elmwood-Brimfield.
2: Other games, Ridgewood comes home. They're one and zero in the season. They put up plenty of points last week. I think fifty to twenty five. Fifty think, to twenty
0: five. Yep. They oh. uh, they won and so over um, Peoria Heights. You good? Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's like a stat machine that can't help they himself. Just, they just start flowing, don't they? Yeah. Um, so they uh, come home, they play take on West Prairie. Uh, Ridgewood's a, a good football team this year and a team that can definitely make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they, they looked really good last week. They uh, blew out to an early lead and then uh, put on a cruise control down in uh, the heights of Peoria. Um, other games in
2: the Lincoln Trail, you have... Hayworth at home or on the road at United. United went down to Rushville Industry and battled last week. They didn't get the job done, but they played well. Um, let's see if United can get the job done in their home opener against Hayworth. Uh, Mid County, we mentioned them at 1 0 or 0 1. They now come home and take on Pure Heights. They should get healthy in that game as well. Um, an intriguing game. A Town and Princeville. Princeville's. Played well last week. There's still one. I know the Sheehan a guy that you Adam talked Stedden. about. There you go. That guy that you talked about all year <laughs> last year. I know he's gone, but Princeville looks good once again. So we'll see if A-Town can get the job done on the road. Stark County is at Lewiston
0: as well. A-Town's got a very good quarterback. Lucas Tinkham. last week threw for four touchdowns and ran for one in their 48-18 to 18 win over BPW, the Spar Clones. Um, also, West I I, did, I, I mentioned
2: uh, West Central didn't play last week. No, they they're one and zero in the season. They get the forfeit victory. They play South Fulton next week or this, this week. week as well. So their their first real
0: game of the season.
2: See if they can go to two and
0: zero on the year. They were they were supposed to play North Fulton, but North Fulton dropped from eleven to eight man football. They could not find an opponent. So by the rules of the state, um, West Central picked up a uh, forfeit victory last week.
2: Um, Dixon and Rock Falls, a nice rivalry up there. Rock Falls will have the home game in that one, that game being played at Rock Falls. Um, other teams that are at home, Milledgeville's at home, West Carroll's at home. Galena goes on the road to Forreston, Stockton goes on the road to Fre- uh, freeport Aquin. Um And Knoxville is on the road at Rushville Industry. Knoxville, of course, 1-0 in, the, 1-0 in the season after beating Mercer County. They go on the road to see if they can go to 2-0 on the
0: year. That Dixon Rock Falls game is going to be interesting. Dixon has owned the series as of late. They're 11 and one in the last 12. Means both teams uh, struggled last week. Dixon lost to Stillman Valley 37 to 12, and Rock Falls lost to Genoa Kingston 40 to nothing. So somebody's going to get to 1 and one and get well on the other team, and the opponent will fall to 0 and two in a rivalry game. Cuff, you're quiet. I am quiet. Try to I'm trying to, to keep up. I'm trying to keep otherwise. I'm
1: trying to keep up with these stats that he's throwing down here. It's pretty impressive. I don't. I I need to get me a binder and a <laughs> notebook. I think <laughs> no, and start don't. writing things down. No, you don't. No You're good. Okay. You just go
2: out and cover football games on Friday. <laughs> All right, and
1: you'll be good. All
2: right. Um, I believe you know where our our, our Good Morning Quad Cities pregame pep rally is at this week. Am I putting you on the spot?
1: Yeah, I, I want to say I, it's I, Orient. I, I don't know. It might. It might be Orion. Actually, I, th- sure I, th- I think it is Orion I' you said, yeah. I think they were Sherrard last week and Orion this week. Yeah. So.
2: so we'll see them out there right and early on Friday uh, we'll, we'll morning. Chip we Filler won't. be directing the band. We that's what go. I want to know. you want to go out there?
1: It's awfully early. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I like to get kids to school. <laughs> yeah. I really, really and then, want to, and then work till one in the morning. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I really, really want
2: to, but I can't go back to bed. Once you're up with four kids, you're up. So, um, I, uh, they need to make a Chip Filler Fathead for
1: that. That'd be that'd be that impressive. Be interesting. If, if, if they could make a chip filler fathead or, uh, I I want one that has that the fedora. Yeah, I heard he wore a fedora. Who last shot week. that game? Greca. It, it Greca. was Greg Armstrong. I mean he yeah. sure
2: didn't get the video in time, but um, it should be a great week of high school football. Um, week two of the score. As always, please don't forget. There's only one half hour. High school football show in the Quad Cities, and it is the score on WQAD. We get, we start at 10:30. Sometimes we start at 10:25 when they yell from the studio and say, <laughs> hey, "Hey, we, we gotta, gotta go. go! We gotta go! <laughs> we need you guys out here." So, um, which is what happened last week. But a lot of fun. We'll have some live post-game interviews with coaches. That's a a new wrinkle that we're adding this year. Um, We've had a lot of post-game in the past, but we're going to do some live interviews and some talkbacks with the coaches, which is always a lot of fun. We're blessed with some really cool head coaches around the area, so we get to get to bring them to you each and every week. Some mic'd-ups as well. Of course, we have stacking with his stacking stats of the night and all that kind of fun stuff. So, so much to get to Friday night at 1030. Also, don't forget the score standout for week one of the high school football season. There's some volleyball players. It's not just a football award, but a lot of football representation that is on our website right now at wqad.com. We're taping this on Wednesday, so you probably listen to this on Thursday. You only get till 5 o'clock Thursday, so get to the website, wqad.com. Go to the score standout section on the sports page, cast your vote, and make your voice heard. It's already good. Plenty of numbers piled up early
1: on. Some good numbers and a nice little battle between uh, run, former teammates, yeah. now not teammates. Abubakar Barry from Moline is leading as of this moment in Harrison Bay Bowie. Is at Bettendorf this year, and that's ironic that they're both uh, going yeah. against each other.
0: Go figure.
2: That's that's <laughs> ironic. But <laughs> here's
0: the other thing. Besides the uh, that on at uh, on Friday night after uh, we get done. Aaron, the score. Uh, we are back here in the podcast studios.
2: I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I want to get out of this studio. <laughs> You've
0: I been did in it all I day. did a podcast
2: with Chase and Randall earlier. The Hawkeye Report podcast with Tom Caker later on, and now we've done an Iowa edition and an Illinois. What's edition.
0: The, what was the uh, one that you did with uh, Mr. Randall this morning the, called?
2: It's Randazzo's Rants. Thanks for the uh, pub there, buddy. Uh, I I my um, yeah, like grunt a, work. A podcast we're gonna try to do each and every week. Just kind of talk to local people around the area, some sports people around the area, and. Um, kind of go from there we're working on getting a phone system in here and it'd be a lot easier to talk to <laughs> talk to sports people when you had that phone and in yeah. the area you could give jake gervas a call out in la and and other people around the area and stuff so um anyway so it's make sure you give it a listen it's on the podcast section right along with this one at wq80.com also on itunes as well so um lots of podcasting going on in this area but it's also a lot of fun as well so with that being said it's time for us to shut up we hope to see you guys ten thirty friday night for the score